Good morning. Great to see everybody this morning. I wonder if you could help me give some birthday love to my wife. She turns, I can't tell you, but she turns an age tomorrow. And uh, it's a year older than me, and I turned 60 just a little while ago, but I didn't say her age. And uh, I just, um, I'm so appreciative of the gift that she is to my life personally and to our family, uh, to this house. Just put your hands together and birthday love to Christina this morning. Honey, we love you so much. Hey, yeah, next week uh, we have Dave McTaggart, but we also have his wife, Timona, who, unless they watch this, they won't know that I'm saying she's actually the better preacher of the pair, um, and they're actually told that wherever they, where they go. She just has an amazing, they're gonna co-preach uh, my request, and they do that at different churches, so I want you to see the team, see the leadership that God has provided over the network that we're a part of, and uh, not only are they from BC and flying here, um, but they are presently in Europe on a bit of a vacation and flying back to BC and catching like a half day and then uh, into Montreal to be uh, with us before the conference, um, the MFI conference the following week. So we're really appreciative. They're going out of their way uh, to bless us and I want you to meet them. So I am appreciative that they can do that. Hey, we're going to start a new series today called Say Yes. Say yes. yes. It's called Say Yes. Uh, here's the verse. Uh, but as surely as God is faithful, man, I could stop right there and we could, I could just start preaching about the faithfulness of God. We were singing about it this morning as Chelsea was leading that song of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Uh, are you, do you appreciate God's faithfulness this morning? Yeah, come on. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Life changes, things change, but God never changes. He is steady, he is reliable, he is faithful. Paul goes on to say, our message to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached amongst you to us, by us, sorry, who is preached uh, among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him it's always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Father, we thank you this morning for your enablement by the Holy Spirit, both for, uh, for me to be able to um, communicate what I believe is on your heart, and Lord, for us to hear and to receive, and to be added to, and to grow, and Lord, to say yes, and have a yes attitude to the promises of God. Lord, we wanna be a house with a resounding yes, and amen to the glory of God. Today, in Jesus' name, and everyone said? I just love this verse, because uh, it teaches us to have a yes attitude to the things of God. And it's one thing to have cerebral knowledge. It's one thing to kind of know about, you know, I know the Bible says this, and I know the Bible says that. But to see in everyday life the power of God being manifest in our lives, as we start this series of yes today, I want to say yes to healing, to have a yes attitude toward uh, um, divine healing and God, that God heals today. Because we're, we, as we look at this verse, all of the promises are guaranteed because of what Jesus has done on the cross. Yes was the final answer. Yes, on the cross, it is finished. When Jesus died and he was buried, he rose again. We, he paid the complete package for sin. He paid for everything. There is nothing less, uh, left to be paid for. He has provided. His promises are guaranteed. It's not maybe God will heal today. It's not he might heal today. It's that God heals today because as I'm gonna show you from scripture, it is a promise of God, and our response is simply yes and amen, God, and that amen 
That means, come on, God, do it now. Bring it on, God. Complete your work, God. I'm for this, God. So be it, Lord. Our amen to what God has said yes to. God said it. I'm building my life on it. And as a church, I want to increase this morning our yes to a number of things uh, over the next few weeks, but uh, specifically today, yes to healing. Say healing. The verse goes on. He says, now he who establishes us with you in Christ has anointed us in God. Lord Jesus Christ, his full title in the scriptures. We read it a number of times, and sometimes it's Lord. He's referred to Lord. Sometimes it's Jesus. Lord Jesus Christ is his Trinitarian name. Uh, Lord, the, the aspect of God the Father. Jesus, the Son of God. Christ, Christos, or the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Holy Spirit. And so when we talk about the anointing, we're talking about the release of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit on our lives. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ, so we see Father, we see uh, the Christos, we see the Holy Spirit, and we see Jesus, and we see the, the Christos, the Holy Spirit, has anointed us. What this verse is teaching us this morning is that when you have a yes attitude, when you have a yes attitude to the promises of God, you are anointed by the Holy Spirit to receive what you're saying yes to. You yourself don't have the power to bring about uh, God's, God's provision and God's promises, but the Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit delivers, so to speak, delivers that power in our life. Yes, people, those who have a yes attitude to the promises of God are anointed. Say anointed. It releases the Holy Spirit. This morning as we talk about saying yes to healing, yet, uh, healing has always been a really important and I, I would say precious truth here at Harvest. And we believe that God wants to heal today. That healing is something that God has said yes to. To increase the anointing, I want to see more healings and I know you want to see more healings. And in order for, the, uh, for us to see that take place, we want to increase the healing anointing, and the way we do that, yes, people are anointed to what we say yes to. This morning, we're saying yes to healing. As we increase our yes to God for healing, it will increase uh, the outpouring of healing here uh, in our church and the people that we do life with as we pray for their healings and see uh, God heal the sick. Sickness has its origin in sin. When God created the earth, there was no sickness and no disease. God gave Adam and Eve authority over the earth. The earth literally was under their authority. It wasn't under God's authority, like uh, you know, like when a parent uh, gives authority to a child for something, but they're kind of watching. And if the if the child's about to do something wrong, you know, they they intervene and go, no, 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 no. No, as, a, as, as adults to the human race, Adam and Eve were given the full authority of planet Earth. And so God couldn't take back the authority when they were uh, stepping into allowing sin into their lives, they would be separated from God, and that they would allow sin into God's universe, into, into the Earth, and that sin would begin to play havoc. They did that. Man did that. God didn't do that. Often you'll hear people say, how can a loving God allow horrible things to happen to good people? And the answer is he doesn't. That humanity, man himself, opened the gates to sin, to sickness, and all of the consequences of sin. Now, as we're born separated from God, and God has a plan that we wouldn't remain separated. God had a plan that the consequences of sin would not continue to run their course on earth, but there would be an answer to sin. Of course, we know that it's Jesus' death on the cross and that Jesus would take back authority of the earth and take back, and he'll have final authority on that day as we sing at Christmas time, um, Handel's Messiah and the kingdom's Quoting scripture, the kingdoms of our God become the kingdoms of our Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. 
And so now we live kind of in a, in a waiting time of God's power is on the earth, salvation is on the earth, but sin is also running its course. And the two things are happening simultaneously. Paul's teaching in Romans about how you and I can get free from sin. Romans says this, the law is good. And he's making the point that in Romans 7, and we don't have time to unpack it, but the context of the verse is that you and I cannot be saved, come back in the relationship with God where sin separates us. We cannot come back into, into relationship with God simply by doing good things, simply by doing, uh, trying to keep the law. And the reality is we can't, that no human being has ever been able to keep the law. The reason God gave the law was to frustrate man and show him that you can't do this on your own, that you will need only what God can provide, that God forgives sin, that Jesus came as a man and died on the cross, a sinless man, and paid for his, that didn't pay for his sin, but your sin and my sin and the sin of the world. He gave his eternal life, his God life, for you and I to have eternal life. And so Paul's teaching how this happens, and he says it, it can't happen through the law. He says, but the law's not bad. It's not that the law is bad. Actually, he says the law is good. The trouble is with you and I. <laughs> it's not the law that's the problem. It's you and I that's the problem. And he, said, he goes on to say, the problem is I was sold into slavery when Adam and Eve stepped into rebellion against God and, 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 and believed the lie that they could be like God without God. And as sin entered and they were separated, separated from God because of their sin, they were sold into slavery, and sin was the owner. Say slavery. It's important to the teaching this morning about saying yes to healing. So we were separated from God because of sin. We live in a world where, as the scriptures go on, it says, then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. The death is a reality in this lifetime. Physical death, not spiritual death, because when we become Christ followers, we receive eternal life. But as I talked about, we live in a world where the consequences of sin coincide with the blessings of God, and at the same time as we wait until that final day when Jesus will rule and reign on planet Earth, that heaven will come to earth and a new kingdom will be set up on the earth and we will spend all of eternity with Jesus on this earth as he rules and reigns on what was his original intention of a perfect earth without sickness, without sin, without any consequences. And we will live with him uh, because of just simply accepting his provision for sin. Today, though, our bodies are dying. Then when our dying bodies will be transformed, whether they're in the grave, the Bible says at the resurrection, or if we're still alive when Jesus returns, death is swallowed up in victory. So I have a body that's decaying. I am separated from God until I receive salvation. And so Paul goes on to say, that there is victory because of the cross. What is that victory? For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Say that word ransom. As a ransom for many. Remember, I'm a slave. You're a slave. We're sold into sin. The consequences are separation from God. And my body is dying and subject to the sinful laws of this earth as I'm under the authority of a world that doesn't work the way it should. But then a moment comes where I, I'm told about the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and I receive salvation, which most many people will stop and go, I have eternal life. Now, some people will stop and go, I have eternal life when I die and I get to go to heaven. But the scriptures clearly teach that when I receive Jesus, I begin as, as the prayer that he taught his disciples to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, say earth, as it is in heaven. 
And so the heavenly kingdom exists on the earth and is growing until the day he will come and take and, and, be, and be king over this earth. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. And yet we live in the in-between tension as Christ followers with eternal life in us and the victory in us, which you're gonna see this morning as his promises that I didn't leave you, I didn't forsake you, I didn't leave you separated, I didn't leave you under the consequences of this sinful world, but I, I gave you my son, Jesus came, and you are recipients of the Father's love, of Jesus who came and exchanged his life for yours, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in this age, today, right now, it's yours, it's mine, we're gonna say yes to the promises of God. Thank God that he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. How does he give us that victory? There was a ransom price paid for the slavery that we were in. I am no longer a slave. He who the Son sets free is. And we say yes to that. Now you can simply go, okay, I guess that's true. Or you can be a yes person, and I'm gonna show you what it means to be a yes person, and you say, I am under the anointing of God that I can say amen, bring it on God to his glory, and he gets glorified when his power and his love is evidenced on the earth. Jesus demonstrated that as he came and showed us what Father's love, Father's power was all about. Jesus paid for our freedom, his life for our life. He redeemed us is another way of saying he ransomed us or he redeemed us. He purchased us from the slavery of sin. When I was a kid, we had um, a variety store that was a couple miles, a couple, probably three, four kilometers up our, our gravel concession road, hang a left, and go into our little village that was called Mount Bridges. And in, in the village, there were a couple shops and stores, a little grocery store, but there was a little variety store, uh, or en français de panneur. And um, the... Uh, the, uh, the, the counter uh, was filled with boxes that had penny candy in it. Anybody remember penny candy? All the older folks over 50 remember. And if you're under 50 and you put your hand up, you saw a picture of it somewhere, and you're remembering that. But penny candy was the greatest. And I can just remember going into, it was called Vern's Variety. Now, I never met Vern. I didn't even really know Vern was a name. I just thought that was the name of the variety store. But apparently somewhere back in history, a guy named Vern opened the store. And, uh, and it had penny candy. And that's mostly what I was interested in. The way I would have money to buy penny candy is I would, in faith, jump on my bicycle and make the bicycle trip in, uh, into town, uh, those uh, few or several kilometers, and I would comb the ditches on both sides of the uh, concession road looking for pop bottles. And somebody would have just thrown it out their window and discarded the pop bottle. They didn't care about that pop bottle. You know, they used what they wanted, threw it out their window, and it could be, depending on the time of year, that pop bottle could be so disgusting and full of and dirt and garbage and who knows what else was in, in that discarded bottle that someone just threw out their window. For me, it was treasure because I pick it up and I didn't really know what happened to those pop bottles except at Vern's there was a spot and we would just put it and they would watch. The storekeeper would kind of give you the nod and count the bottles and uh, you had two bottles. That was four cents, two cents a bottle. And that was four cents. I could get four pieces of penny candy. You made a career out of that. I mean, you just didn't choose your candy in moments. Man, you shopped. Like, you really looked. Like, was it going to be bazooka, mojos, wine gums, Swedish fish, Laffy Taffy, and many, many more opportunities. Craft uh, caramels in the little squares. They're so good. And, and you decided. And I would just leave the store with my candy. I never really knew what happened to the pop bottles. Later, when I became an adult, I heard about 
a place called the Redemption Center. <laughs> a place where the discarded bottles that had just been thrown into the ditch had been just discarded as worthless, that had value, and at the Redemption Center, because it was paid for, that bottle now belonged again to the center that was going to cleanse those bottles and wash them all out and sterilize them so that they were not only clean, they were perfectly clean. They were ready for a new assignment and they were given a new identity and a new label would be put on that bottle. And the bottle would be filled with whatever pop was uh, going to go into that bottle and a new cap and back on the shelf because it had gone to the redemption center. You see, you and I have been discarded by life. And I don't know what ditch you were in or I was in, but we were discarded. We weren't on the pathway and journey into destiny. We had been discarded because of sin and separation from God and the filthiness of being discarded in the ditch and, the, and, and just having no value at all and the uselessness. But Jesus said, I want to buy you back. And the Bible says, says he redeemed us. And when he went to the cross, he said, I don't care how disgusting the vessel is. I don't care how dis discarded or disregarded it is or was. I have a destiny. I have a purpose. And his blood washed us clean and didn't just wash us. The Bible says, though your sins are as scarlet, they will be white as snow. And God doesn't even remember. He doesn't even see the effects. He sees you as if you are brand new in Christ sterilized, white as snow, ready for destiny, ready for purpose. Because he redeemed you. He redeemed you. This morning as we say yes to healing, and I'm building kind of a theological base because when it comes to healing, too often people see it as an add-on. I'm saved, I'm going to heaven someday. As spirit-filled Christians at Harvest we know that it's I'm saved and I'm living in the power of God today. I'm living under the anointing. I'm a yes person. I'm saying yes, and we're going to list some things in the weeks to come. We're going to talk about how do you say yes to Holy Spirit life. Yes to healing because it's a promise of God. That was all purchased in salvation. It's not an extra. And there are sections of Christendom that will tell you it is an extra if God likes you enough to do it. Or that maybe that's God's purpose to have you sick. He wants to teach you something. I don't know how you were parented, but I certainly wasn't parented that way. And, and I love my kids. Man, I, I, I wouldn't have put sickness on my kids. In fact, when they were sick and there were nights where you were making the decision, do you go to the emergency room? even if there will be an eight-hour wait. Because we love our children so much, we don't want them congested. We don't want them wheezing. We don't want them fighting for breath. We would never put sickness on our children to say, I just want you to trust me. And so as your dad, here's some sickness because you need to be sick. Yes or no? And there are people that will teach on this perverted kind of presentation of who the loving God of the universe is, that somehow, somehow he places sickness on his children. Today, please understand, as I've already laid it out, that sickness came into the earth because of the work of Satan, and Adam and Eve said yes to that, and they came under an authority different than God's. But when you say yes to God... You come under the authority of a father who loves you, who has the antidote to sin and the consequences and the effects of sin. And it is God's will to save you and heal you full stop. That's God's will. That's what he wants. That's the I want of God toward you and toward me that we're saying yes to. He redeemed us. It's not an extra it's not, it's not a little add-on. I'm saved, and I'm sick, and I'll be ultimately healed in heaven, which is true, but let's maybe say yes to not just healing in heaven, but how about healing right here today in this room? Because he's paid for it. It's paid for. You have a receipt. It's paid for. 
I just need to go pick it up at the layaway. It's completely paid for. And many Christians leave their healing in the layaway department when they have a receipt that says paid in full. And for some reason, they won't go pick up and say, that's mine. Yes, that's mine. That's my healing. It's been paid for. That's mine. Don't leave your healing in the layaway department. For those of you that don't know what a layaway department is, (laughs) a long, long time ago when phones had cords on them, if you saw something in the store you wanted, you didn't use a credit card. You could have it, sort of. You would take the catalog picture of it home and you would put a little bit of money down on it and then you'd come back and put a little bit more next week and a little bit more the week after that and when it was paid in full, you would take it from the layaway department where it was being saved for you and you would take it home and you would, you would possess it, it would be yours. But Jesus paid it all. It is, it's not yes and no or maybe, it's yes. Say yes to healing. All right. Now follow me. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. Hey, he lists them. He forgives all my sin. Aren't you glad that your sin's not on a layaway plan? That Jesus, he, he canceled all your sin. Say all my sin. Your sin past, your sin present, your sin future. Forgiven at the cross. He heals all my diseases, physical illness, mental illness, all illness is healed. Say all. Hard to argue with this verse, although a lot of people try to. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. This is the good news of the gospel. You are separated You're under the tyranny and a slave to the way this world works. And God said, no more. (laughs) And you receive Jesus and got forgiveness of sin and eternal life in you and the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you because you're a yes person and he saves, forgives you from sin and heals your diseases. Now, this is important. Because people get hung up here. And if we could say yes, because I, um, the majority of people in this room today have said yes to salvation. But I'm not convinced that the majority of us have said yes to healing. I think we're more maybe healing. Maybe. If it's God's will. If God likes me enough to heal me. If I pray hard enough. If I read my Bible enough. Maybe if I fasted, enough. All attached to that healing isn't paid for and free, a grace given, but something to be earned. An extra. Instead of understanding, it's the main deal. And so a few weeks ago, we did a series. uh, I talk about get to the roof, and I used the scripture, and I'm going to read it again, which is easier to say to the paralyzed man who was lowered down, and Jesus is going to heal him, But he had said, your sins are forgiven. And the Pharisees said only God can forgive sin, and they didn't think Jesus was God, and so they said that's blasphemous. And so Jesus says this, your sins are forgiven. What's easier to say? What's easier to do? What's easier, to forgive sins or to heal? His point being, they are one and the same. That's Jesus' point. Healing, salvation, it's all in one package that is being paid for on the cross. And he's making the point. One is not easier to say than the other. One is not harder to do. They are not different. He's teaching us and teaching them they are the same. Say the same. You'll get convinced. Your sins are forgiven or say, get up, take up your mat and walk. But I want you to know, Jesus, we want to know this. I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority. Remember, we gave ours away. 
We came under the tyranny and the authority of sin. Jesus is saying, but you have the opportunity to step out from that authority and come into a new authority. The authority of the Son of Man, the Messiah, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You can come under a new authority. He has authority on the earth. Somebody say earth. Oh, I know God has authority in heaven, and all sickness is taken care of in heaven, and I'll be ultimately healed in heaven. So that you will know, and that word is experience, that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Take up your bed and, 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 and walk. Be healed. Wait a minute. He didn't. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So that you may know forgiveness of sins, healing. Huh. He got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them. This amazed everyone. They praised God saying, we've never seen anything like this. Miracles in the New Testament wasn't Jesus showing off to validate who he was. As you read through the miracle stories, they are the one and the same. He was delivering salvation to the earth in all of its forms. The word salvation in the Bible, in the New Testament, the Greek word is sozo. And not that it matters, and not that I've even probably said it right and pronounced it right because I don't speak Greek. But for point of reference, a Greek word then translated in our Bibles uh, a bunch of ways. Here's one. There's a woman who has had uh, a hemorrhaging, uh, basically been on her period all of her life for 12 years. Like ever, I, mean, not, I don't mean all of her life, but for 12 years constantly, she's been in a state of menstrual flow. She has spent every penny she has on doctors, and as you read the story, they probably took, a, took um, advantage of her because there was no cures, promised them to her, she kept paying, she's out of money. Her life has been discarded. She hears about salvation. Jesus, and she said to herself, if only if I can just touch his cloak, I will be, what's it say? Not in the Greek, not in the Greek. In the Greek it's, I will be sozoed. I will receive salvation. I will be saved from this hemorrhaging. She didn't separate in her mind, I'll get Jesus and then get healing. I'll get Jesus and I'll get everything and I say yes to all of the promises in God. I don't know if you can feel the tension in the room. It's real. I just want to point out it. It's real. The tension that you're feeling is this offends our minds because many of us have embraced healing, but we've seen sick people not get healed. And then we want to come up with reasons why it didn't work. Because we don't know, it offends our mind that we're in the tension of a kingdom that exists, a king that is all-powerful, but we still live in a world that doesn't work. And the Bible says that we're literally doing battle in this world for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. And the way that happens is when a company of people says, it doesn't matter what I've experienced, the truth of God's word is, and I'm standing on the truth of God's word, and I'm a yes person, and I say yes to healing. And all the yes people said? But we live in the tension. And the way we overcome that tension is standing on absolute truth. There was a demon-possessed man. He was completely under the influence of demonic power. And Jesus set him free. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been, not in the Greek, <laughs> he'd been sozoed. Demonic power, so sozoed, saved. It's the same word, the same process, same gift, same grace that is delivered. He was sozoed from demonic power because of the salvation that Jesus was giving. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with the word, and he healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Now get this. 
He took up our infirmities and he bore our diseases in his body on the cross. Paid for. This is to fill. What Jesus is doing, everybody, he's announcing. All of this work that Jesus is doing, that is the fulfillment of the cross. When he goes to the cross, it all goes on him. We come under a new authority. We no longer live under the authority of the, this world that doesn't work right. I stand under a new authority, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and I'm assigned in his army to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth where I have new authority in Christ as it is in heaven where he's always had authority. All right. Jesus, our Savior, came to forgive sin and heal disease. It is not no to healing today. It's not maybe healing. It's yes to healing. Creative healing, instantaneous miraculous healing, progressive miraculous healing, healings that intervene with, within natural laws. All healing is from Jesus. Creative healing, and I've only seen a creative healing once in my life with my eyes, and I've shared that with you, where somebody literally with rods to correct curvature in their bones, <laughs> bones straightened. I don't know what happened to the rods, in, but they no longer held bones in place, and the person was completely straight. That's a creative, or you see people that there's no eyes in their eye sockets, and uh, uh, I've seen it on, on social media. I've seen it, but I've never witnessed it. But that's a creative miracle when an eyeball rolls into the person's head and they can now see. Instantaneous miraculous healing is there's something wrong and without a miracle, cancerous tumors disappearing instantaneously. The video that we've shown and sometimes is in our, uh, our story, Danny Bonilla, who's uh, now gone to be with Jesus, but uh, stood and, and uh, lifted a girl ridden to a wheelchair. She started running around the church. It was an instantaneous, miraculous healing. She had a spinal disease that kept her in the wheelchair. Progressive, miraculous healing that each day you're getting better. Each day, um, despite what doctors have said, despite what prognosis is, you're getting better. Healing that intervene within natural laws. The doctors say, you'll get healed, but it might take a while. And we say, Lord, and we'll pray these prayers. Lord, cause that to happen even faster. It's still healing and should be in the realm of what we are saying yes to. Quickly this morning, because I know the team is... Uh, coming, and I'm running out of time, but how do you say yes to healing? Number one, please don't take no for an answer. That's it. That's the point. Because some of us are. And our faith as we, well, we might even pray for our husband or our wife or our children, but we're not really saying yes, so be it, Lord. This is paid for, and our faith needs to be stirred this morning, and we need to begin that I've taken no for an answer when it comes to healing, and I'm not taking no, and that's what I want you to go away with this morning. First of all, to be a yes person, stop taking no or maybe as an answer. It is yes and amen to the glory of God. Let's release his power. Let's walk in it. We're recipients of it. It's not extra. It's mine to Today in Christ Jesus. A blind man was calling out to Jesus. Every time I read this, I'm amazed. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, it's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Here's Jesus' question um, What do you want me to do for you? <laughs> we kind of act that way sometimes. We call out in prayer. But Jesus is asking the question to you, to me. What are, he wants you to say yes to this. Well, God's God and I'm his child and shouldn't he just heal me? Sometimes he will because he's just so gracious and merciful that way. But he actually wants you to say yes to it. He wants you to step into this. And, and, and yes, people are anointed. And he wants to release to the glory of God upon the earth and in this region for people to see the gospel, experience the gospel. What do you want me to do? 
Oh, Jesus, are you so dumb you can't see I'm blind? What do you want me to do? The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. I really want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Don't take no for an answer. Let's stir our faith. It's yes. It's yes. What do you want him to do? Heal me. Well then, in a few moments, the prayer team will be here if you need a touch in your body or a touch in your mind, whether it's a physical illness or mental illness. Say yes today and receive prayer. I want to be healed. Come and tell I want to be healed today. Well, let's pray. Number two, commit to pray for healing. Commit that you will be a person, a yes person, and every opportunity you have to pray in your family or at work or wherever it might be as opportunities present themselves, that you will commit that to be a person who prays to see healing happen. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Why not pray a prayer for healing and put an amen on it? You can't have an amen without the prayer. <laughs> the amen comes at the end of the prayer. Why not commit, be say to a person, I'm committed to pray for healing. I'm gonna pray. And when I find out someone at Harvest is sick, hey, I'm committed to pray for you. I'll be praying for you. And taking them to the Lord in the morning or whenever your devotional time, I say, Lord, today I'm believing either for an instantaneous or, or, or progressive or whatever, the, but I'm praying for a healing today. Commit to pray for healing. You might know it in your head. Maybe you've observed somebody else getting healed, but I want you to know it by experiencing healing in your own body and in the bodies of people that you're praying for. And as we say yes and know it, that anointing will rise and get greater and greater and greater because our yes is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. Yeah, and you'll always meet somebody. Somebody will get healed. Yeah, it's because I prayed for them. I prayed for that person. They got healed. Good for you. And they've crossed the line into somehow they own this authority. No, you're del it's a delegation. You, 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 I'm, I'm a jar of clay and so aren't you made mistakes this morning. I'll make some tomorrow. <laughs> he uses us in spite of ourselves. Yeah? Somebody's here today going, I couldn't pray for the sick. I, you don't understand. I, 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 maybe I haven't been saved that long, or I'm still trying to get, become a better Christian. The hogwash. You're born again. You have his all-surpassing power in you. Open the jar. Open your life and let it out. Don't keep it in. Open your jar. Number three. Number four, build your faith. Begin building your faith for healing. Read the stories. Read the scripture accounts. Pray for people. Experience this. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I tell you this morning, he has not taken back his power. He gave his authority to the church. He said to his disciples, the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead. He said, I want you to demonstrate sozo on the earth. There's a new authority. You are no longer under the authority of this world. You are under the authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And it's about time that you act like you have authority. Stir your faith. He's not taking it back. Healings have not stopped. Salvations have not stopped. Deliverance has not stopped. Let's be yes people who put the promises of God into the amen category to the glory of God. A man said to Jesus, if you can heal my son, if, if you can heal him, would you heal him? Jesus said, if, if, if I can, if I can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Number four, stir your faith. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're gonna shift this service and dismiss you to go home in just a moment. Our healing, uh, healing team, our prayer team is coming to pray for healing and anything else that you need prayer for today. And as we transition this service, I wanna invite you, don't leave without having someone pray for you. The Bible says we're two shall agree. 
as having it done, it's done in the name of Jesus. There's something about prayer with another Christ follower. These, uh, these people at the front, we trust them, um, and you can trust them today. They know how to pray, and they'll pray with you. Just before we shift, we're going to sing a song, a final song of worship, and then be dismissed. I just want to ask the question. If I asked you today where your life is, would you say that you're on the road of destiny, knowing that God is leading you, knowing that you are living a life of victory, fulfilling what he has for your life? Or would you say, Pastor, today I have to be honest, and I don't know Jesus like that, and I would say my vessel, my bottle, is in the ditch of life. It was thrown there a long time ago. In fact, I think it's always been there. Today, as you might inside you feel like you have the filthiness of life, I want to tell you that there is one who can come and cleanse you right now. And you will leave this room. If you're watching online, you will leave this a segment cleansed, forgiven, and having received his life into you, into your vessel, into your bottle today, because he's redeemed you. There's only one catch. You have to ask for it. He is, he died for you to have this. He's not dying for you to have this. He died. He rose again. But today, he wants you to have his life. I'm going to count down three, two, one in just a moment. When I get to one, if that's you today, if you're online, you can participate. You can put your hand up in the room or online. Just type in, I'm receiving Jesus today. Today is your day. This is your day today. The scripture says, today is the day of sozo. Today is the day of salvation to receive what Jesus has for you. If you've never done this or it's been a long time and you just, you don't know where your life is at today, why not make the decision right now to be redeemed? If that's you, three, you'll put your hand up in just a moment. I'll pray with you, two and one. Lift your hand. Let me see it. Thank you. Anyone else today? Anyone else today? Just raise your hand. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Online, I'm, 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 I'm stepping into my sozo today. Congregation, let's pray this prayer together. If you raised your hand in the room or online, dear Jesus, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you to rescue me now. Forgive me from my sin. I turn from going my way. I'm going your way. Fill my life with the cleansing power of heaven. Forgive my sin. I receive you now. I receive forgiveness. I receive destiny. I receive healing. I receive wholeness. I receive deliverance. I receive all that you have promised. Today I say yes to Sozo, to salvation in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Stand together, let's sing, and we'll dismiss you in just a moment.
The Bible says he's the good shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy literally will pursue me, chase me all the days of my life. He's been so faithful. He pursues us this morning. Oftentimes the Lord will just speak and a couple weeks ago, he talked about an esophageal condition and someone came to me after service and said, I have an esophageal condition and I'm believing for healing. I also called out arthritis in the hand and I had a number of people come and move their hands in and out and go, man, I, I had pain before I came this morning, but no pain right now. The Lord will do that. I feel like there's uh, some people uh, battling heart issues. Um, physical heart issues, whatever that might be. I believe God wants to heal heart issues today. If that's you, why not come and have somebody stand in faith with you today? Uh, kidney issues. I, I don't have the specifics. I don't know that God's revealing that right now, but just kidney issues is like the doctor uh, has just said that there are, you know, whether it's creatine levels or whatever, but you're, there's just some concerns about uh, kidneys and the function of kidneys right now. God wants to heal that and restore kidneys. There's an elbow that's in pain, and God just wants to heal that right now and just have you uh, uh, pain-free. Like, it's like a tennis tennis elbow kind of deal. It's just, it's, it's a nuisance, but right now, God's just pointing at it going, why are you living with a nuisance? I paid for that. Let's, let's believe for healing right now. Whatever else you might need prayer for, our prayer team will stay as long as they need to. Father, we just thank you for this service. We're going to be a yes, a yes congregation. We're going to say yes to the promises of God. We're leaving today saying yes to healing. Father, I thank you that even as we go, that was even in the script, as they went, they were being healed. Father, not only will we be recipients but we'll be couriers and carriers of the healing power of salvation, of sozo. We'll be the messengers of sozo in our day today. Bless each and every one. We go now with your power. We go now anointed as yes people in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Don't forget that we have a fellowship time in the Lower Cafe. If you can stay with us, and we hope you will, uh, just to my left, your right, there's some refreshments prepared for you.